0: Hello and welcome to What a Picture, a movie podcast where we go through the sight and sound greatest films of all times, critics full week by week, and discuss what makes a great film great. I am Brian.
1: I'm Hannah. And today is a special day. We have another guest with us. Special. I'm Jim. I'm Jim. Jim Myers is my father. I think I've talked in the past about how these... The two um, Miyazaki films on this list were a large part of my childhood. And this director in general, real fun. So, yeah. um, Jim Myers, person who, uh, you know, won half of the duo that raised me. And also <laughs> the sole person responsible for introducing this into my life. I could be wrong about that. We'll, yeah. we'll get into it. And
0: but, a fan of these movies.
1: And a fan of these movies, too. Absolutely. Many, so, which
0: Miyazaki film are we talking
1: about tonight? Today, today we are talking about My Neighbor Totoro. Or Totoro, but Totoro is more fun. Um, I'll go ahead and hit us for the plot summary, and then we'll get talking about it. So, Satsuki and May move with their father into a new house in the Japanese countryside in the 1950s. Their mother is recovering at a nearby hospital from an illness. One day, May finds a friendly spirit named Totoro in uh, the hollow of a camphor tree. She is unable to find her way back to Totoro when she attempts to tell Satsuki and her father what happened. But her father says that Totoro will reveal himself again soon. Later, while waiting for their father to return via bus, Mei and Satsuki encounter Totoro again as he boards a huge bus-shaped cat. Not the cat-shaped bus, but the bus-shaped cat. Hmm. Uh, the girl's mother is meant to return to the house for a weekend, but she is unable to come due to a setback in her treatment. Upset, the girls have a fight, and Mei runs off. Unable to find May, Satsuki asks Totoro for help. Totoro again summons the cat bus, which helps Satsuki find May. Finally, their mother returns home and the family is reunited while Totoro and friends watch from afar. This yeah. movie is pure delight.
0: Pure delight. So, yeah, we'll get into uh, some initial thoughts on this. Um, Hannah, how about you go first and just share? how you first came across this movie and what it means to you yeah
1: so like I mentioned this is uh one of the the few many uh Miyazaki films I watched in my childhood um this is probably the first one I saw this is like the big one for a while until some other ones kind of got translated (laughs) and came over the ocean um because
2: of course this was my first also
1: yeah this is 1988 so this came out a couple of years before I was born. But, um, so I have not seen this since my childhood. There were a lot of things I remembered, mainly some iconic shots. Um, and, and some of the dialogue was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember the cat mm-hmm. bus. I remembered the scene at the bus stop. Um, yes. I remembered the acorns and the big house. I remember that dad was like strangely attractive, which was fun. <laughs> um, I remember the trees. Yeah, so it, I was transported back to a very sweet time watching this movie. And then, aside from that, the movie is just a really sweet story. There's not a, ton, I mean, obviously, May does get lost at one point, but there's not a ton of like very scary conflict. There's not a lot that happens other than this family just kind of experiencing life and we're almost mm-hmm. just watching them.
2: It's a very sweet movie. Yeah. It? Yes. So I was saying earlier, it's like a movie in which almost
0: nothing happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm
0: it's almost leisurely but it's yes. not like we've done some slow cinema on the list and it's not quite that like the average moviegoer i think would find things to like about it and it's obviously been very popular um well jim why don't you uh, tell us how you came across this movie and um, I, why don't you, rem- uh, I don't i yeah. don't remember i was yeah. thinking
2: that i had it before the kids were born but i'm realizing that no that's not possible <laughs> uh, so we must've picked it up as a movie do that we can share with the children, but I, I love it. I yeah. like, a, as I said, that almost, mm-hmm. almost nothing happens. It's like the, the setting and the background is as much a character as any of the, any yeah. of the, the people in the family. You've mm-hmm. got so much going on in these backgrounds and it's, there's no exposition. Yeah, yeah. No one stops and tells you the story, and this is why, and this is where their mother is. You find things out just in comments of people's dialogue Mm -hmm. or the Mm -mm. backgrounds. Those exquisite hand-painted backgrounds show you so much. They show you here. Oh, here's a car. Mm -hmm. There's power lines overhead, so this can't be too far back into history. Yes, and yet everything feels a little old-fashioned, so it's not too too much modern day. I think they said it's supposed to be somewhere in the 1950s. So we're like
1: post-World War II. Yeah. Because there's a point where, um, uh, you know, Satsuki needs to use her neighbor's phone because their house doesn't have a phone. But it's like her dad's a college professor. Like they, they have money, but Mm -hmm. just telephones weren't that prevalent. And so I think also, you know, when it's set, isn't super, super important to, The Mm -hmm. plot, like it could be in the 50s, it could be in the 80s. It obviously Mm -hmm. has to be in our modern times because there are their cell phones or, excuse me, home phones do exist. But it doesn't really make it. That's not a huge addition to this to the plot, so it's not there. Mm -hmm. I think they only give you enough plot to where enough details to where the plot makes sense, Uh which is really refreshing. But
2: it's such a different background than than. I mean. Princess Mononoke is is also Mm. a wilderness, but it's a much more violent and dark wilderness. Mm. And, you know, Kiki's delivery service is in some European city, apparently.
1: So good, Mm. so good. Narrated by Kirsten Dunst, which is so fun. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. so this movie, uh, My Neighbor Totoro came out in 1988 um, and then was translated into English in 94. And then Mm -hmm. um, again in 2005, when I guess- The
0: rights changed. The rights changed, so
1: Disney bought bought it and uh so the version we watched and what's available on max right now is narrated by the fanning sisters yeah D- or that, or voice, that acted voice acted by yep. the fanning sisters which are you know dakota and l and then tim daly is is the dad he was
3: mm.
1: in a couple of things i remembered him most from um he was, has a brief run in the sopranos which was fine. Wings.
2: wings. oh <laughs> that's so, fun
1: never yeah. seen that one Oh, go ahead. Yeah,
2: well, I have is in what you watched as a kid was the older one, the, pre,
0: yeah. the pre-Disney version. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just so delightful. So yeah. we're we're big fans of this. What about you, Brian? So this is your yes. first, your first,
0: first Miyazaki, first
1: Miyazaki, first yes. Z- Studio Ghibli. Mm. Not a lot of Japanese animation you've no, seen, right?
0: No. Um, the only other one I've seen is uh, Perfect Blue, um, oh, which is also well liked. It's a late '90s, uh, more adult themed than this. Okay. Um, but similar in the uh, Japanese animation style and, mm-hmm. and such. This I felt a great deal of relief that I loved it because I know how much it means to you. So that well, was honestly the main it thing. could have been it yes. could have been
1: a really you would have lied and I would have known you lied and also not yes. asked you to correct yourself. It's one of those just <laughs> yes. like like we just talked about uh, in in uh, you hurt my feelings. Sometimes yes. The white mm-hmm. lie is better for the sake of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those times.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, having grown up watching or like playing, I don't mean to uh, put all Japanese animation in mm-hmm. the same category, but since mm-hmm. your exposure prior to this was um, like Pokemon and yeah. things like that. did And you not see... a whole
0: lot okay. of, of that sort of thing, but I'm relatively familiar with the animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did some, you know, you can tell it's different, but I did have to do a little bit of reading to really confirm, like, what makes this style different than, like, you know, American animation mm-hmm. style. So um, I think the detail in the backgrounds
2: mm-hmm. is, a, is a lot about their Yeah, Very, very deep, as opposed to that, like, Hanna-Barbera style of, of American. Animation, which yeah. is as, as flat a background as yeah. you can get, so you can crank them out faster. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and some of the backgrounds are really like impressionistic, yes. though, where mm-hmm. they they're trying to draw your detail sometimes to the background and sometimes to the foreground, and so there will be less detail in the background mm-hmm. at times.
1: Um, Something I found really interesting. The only thing that really captured me in the animation of this was how they did water. Hmm. They just basically like the. The way that yeah. water reflects in the sunlight was just like white. But the way it flowed, like there were a couple yeah. points where you saw like a little mini waterfalls. Yeah. And I, I did
0: read also that. that when they did rain, it's like hand scratched. No, yeah,
1: that's really yes. cool.
0: There's
2: some of the some of the scenes that took them a ridiculously long time to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, yeah. That's like it, just talking water scenes there's one thing where, where the, their, the older sister is looking into the into the stream, mm-hmm. and it's like. The, the countryside, little bubbling stream
0: and rocks and stuff in <clears throat> an old bottle. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah.
1: Littering still happens. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's just beautiful, beautiful animation. I think even without knowing a whole lot about the technique, which Ooh. I've tried to go in a little bit blind, it's just incredibly impressive. Um So a little bit of my research on Japanese animation style after I watched this. So (laughs) these films are hand-drawn, similar to, you know, Disney animation, you know, at this time or before this time. Um, They use rich water and acrylic paints. Um, Unlike... Uh, American animation in Japanese animation very little is animated at the full 24 frames per second and so you get a lot of sort of still things it drifts around from like six to eight to 12 um and it, it sort of uh it, it it gives it a much different feel than that like Animation that's maybe more akin to like a live action where every single frame is changing. Um, So I think that it makes it feel different than the American animation style and even more distinct from like a live action. It's trying to do something different that I really responded to. It moves in kind of a, a dreamy way almost. Exactly. Yes.
2: I liked also I was struck that it's a it's a haunted house movie yeah. in a sense, but not like, you know, The Grudge or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a much more benign haunting. Yeah. Uh, it's and,
1: like a happy haunting. Yeah. Like it's and, like a I, pleasant and I like
2: the girl's response to as they're moving into the house, you know, when they're, they're into mm-hmm. a dark place and it's kind of strange. What mm-hmm. they do is yell. Yeah. yeah, and make a loud noise to scare away whatever might be there, rather mm. than being victimized by what's there. They're yeah, like, you know, go away. Ah! Yeah. Well, the
1: one where you know, uh, sexy goes back downstairs, and May is sitting there staring at the like the, the mic, crack of the, the crackle, and yeah. she's, her face is tense, and her hands are gripping her dress, and this mm-hmm. little four-year-old is just like intensely holding her ground. Yeah. And that's such a good point. I think it helps too that the dad isn't scared. Like the dad makes a point to put upon his childlike wonder of like, Oh, maybe it's a spirit. And the, Mm -hmm. and uh, the grandma does it too. Like, Oh, maybe it's this thing. Oh, they Mm -hmm. found us. Like it's, it, the kids are so much taking the signal from their adults to Mm -hmm. respond to this Uh. unexpected spirit with, curiosity but also like you said this strength which yeah. you may not see a lot may of.
2: is almost annoyingly fearless <laughs>
1: I, i'm going to what'd she say when she goes out into the i'm going to run an errand or something like <laughs> i'm gonna go and the dad's just like
3: okay. see ya go
1: explore the woods you four-year-old witch that is not my parents
0: we stuff. have a four-year-old that yeah we would yeah we yeah.
1: would not do that we're not
0: like that run, run errands. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: i can't imagine i mean I, I think my heart broke most for Satsuki when she just like has to be the mom in a lot of ways. I mean I think that tends to be an older older sibling thing because she's probably what 12 yeah. like she's definitely older than yeah. May and older enough to keep um, yeah keep keep an eye on her. I don't know. Yeah. So that that she had to take on so much of the mothering of May while her actual mm-hmm. mom is sick. And then the dad, of course, is yep. has to let her do that because he's only one person too. A lot
0: of Miyazaki's original concept and his first art design only featured May. Yeah. And <sighs> then they introduced Satsuki a little later to help with some of that. Plot that you're talking about where you do need someone a little older to point her in the right direction. And I love the dynamic between the two yeah. of them. I don't think the film would be the same without uh, that dynamic. But you see where they're we're
2: running around looking for the stairway upstairs, mm. and she's yeah. like, nope, it's not here. And May comes up, nope, not here. And it's like
3: echoing uh, everything her older sister yeah. does.
2: Which is yeah.
1: funny because. We've watched our kids do that. Yes, I think yes. every parent has, if, if you've got more than one child, you've watched mm-hmm. the younger child mimic the older child in just the most yep. comical way, where it's like, you know, Satsuki already checked there. maybe doesn't yeah. need to, but May needs to do the thing too. It's it's so charming and so sweet. And yep. yeah, it makes you just like, love their relationship mm-hmm. so much.
0: Yeah. So Miyazaki... Um, had been a successful animator to this point. Um, Studio Ghibli, which is now quite famous and renowned, was really just getting started around this time. I believe they formed it in 86, and then this movie was 88. So, um, you know, not Miyazaki's first film for Ghibli, but the first really prominent, along with a Grave of Fireflies, which is actually on the one. Sight and Sound 250. Okay. It was released in the same year, also by Studio Ghibli, but different director. They released him as a double feature. I think they were going really? to Oh neat. Back to Miyazaki. Uh so he um this is like his first mega hit and really has turned into I heard it compared like Totoro to Japan is what Winnie the Pooh is to England, uh, where it's just everywhere and the iconography and toys and just, you know, culture very much present. Um, Miyazaki does have another film on this list, Spirited Away. So good. And so we will get to that at some point soon i'm looking forward uh to that as well and he's been very successful there are many films uh from studio ghibli that are that are quite well thought of there's another one coming this year which is really fun it's releasing in japan at the time of recording i think it's a month a month and a half out they have not released a trailer or any like still images from the movie. Mm. They've only released this poster that's been around for a while, but they're like, yeah, we got you in the palm of your hand. You're going to come see (laughs) us. We don't need that. Yeah. We don't need to release anything. Just experience the movie. So I sort of like that. Yeah. I sort of like
1: that. way. Honestly, it's kind of like the, uh, my mom is telling me something about the, Birkenstock CEO hmm. is like we don't need to give our product away for yeah. free to no, like no endorsers. Like we're, yeah. we're Birkenstock, people know already. Which yeah. I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I love I do love a good endorsement, but yes, why bother?
0: The uh the art director for this movie is Kazuo Oga. He um has been around Studio Ghibli, he's not involved in every film, but I did see he was also the art director for Princess Mononoke. Which is a later Studio Ghibli film as well, also directed dark. by uh, Miyazaki. So, There's yes. Six. So, yeah, they have. I believe I saw a team of around twelve animators worked on this film. So, relatively small crew for this, and just delightful. I'm, I'm so glad that this, you know, it's animation is as much of a team effort as you know studio pictures but you don't necessarily see that the team isn't quite as present perhaps as when you have actors on screen Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that are that are creating something so you know yeah i just i just really like it um and really like what this uh brings to the table
2: You've got the actors on screen, but I keep I keep picturing there's scenes in which the the background is almost bigger than the, the, the characters in it. Yeah. It's like yeah. The, this this countryside, this probably idealized Japanese countryside mm-hmm. becomes just a major force and presence of, in the whole thing.
3: Yes. Um,
2: I like the way the. Uh, there's a scene early on where they're where they're developing the sort of this house is Mm -hmm. kind of spooky there's strange stuff going on where uh she's outside collecting uh, firewood Mm -hmm. and the wind starts to blow and it's whooshing Mm -hmm. back and forth and it it actually blows the sticks out of her hands and up into the which takes a pretty pretty hefty wind yeah um and not until later in the in the show as they finally meet more of Totoro's it developed that that wind is caused by Totoro flying by, or the cat bus zooming uh, by, uh, causing wind that causes other people's you know, stuff yeah. to blow around. But you've built up that mysterious wind first, yeah. and again, yeah. you're not going to explain it until later on we'll just oh, show mm-hmm. you incidentally. Oh,
1: that's what that was. And at one point, Satsuki says, oh, we're the wind, this is the wind. Like she kind of yeah. realizes yeah. it, which I think makes it very even sweeter because obviously, mm-hmm wind exists. And so now it makes you think, what actually causes this wind? Are there spirits out there that are protecting me and part of the earth? Like, I think it just was this Kind of like behind the scenes thing which made it so much more fun i can imagine kids left this movie Yeah. it's yeah. kind of like when it's foggy outside and then like the dementors are breeding like i think oh wins <laughs> Totoro just flew by yeah you know? it was the cat bus Wait it was the cat bus i want to ride <laughs> <laughs> so did you think of the cat think <laughs> the sound it made when its window turned into a door goes yeah. Mm, yeah like the sound effects the um the music so good and it makes me wonder if those were the original sound effects and music from the original production i noticed
2: first this time that i had not seen before when may first sees the little white totoro it's oh, the so smallest cute. one you see mm-hmm. his ears poke up out of the grass and the music has been la 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 little girl playing outside mm-hmm. and it goes da, 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 da. it does the totoro theme
1: ta, ta, just ta, for ta, a second ta, ta, ta. as the ears yeah. pop up. Oh, that's fine. it's just so cute everything about yeah. this movie is I think it's just fueled by like
3: mm-hmm.
1: childlike wonder mm-hmm. in a way that's not cheesy or um, yeah. like as an adult to be able to watch an animated film and just be reminded of being a child, mm-hmm. I think is really powerful. Yeah.
2: With yeah. No, no, or at least no big degree of slapstick comedy right. and, you know, nobody being hit by a falling anvil. <laughs> you
1: <know. laughs> yeah. You and your Hanna-Barbera's uh, <laughs> pooping on today.
2: Yeah. You want to ad- address the the Panchiri epi- uh, aspect, the number of panty shots we had. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's a Japanese animation tradition that it was moving into children's animation by this time.
0: Interesting, it's not necessarily
2: yeah. salacious.
0: No, uh, it
2: can be, but in this case, it's just like you got underwear <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, we and did
1: notice, and the and yeah.
2: the dreaded nude bathing scene.
1: There was mm. yeah that they were just like bathing with their dad.
2: Yeah and they bathe with their mom at the end.
1: Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. I think that there had to be a lot of things here where you just have to Japanese different culture. It's a different yep. culture. And I think like it does it's not innately nefarious. Like it's not Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. It, so there's no suggestion of yeah, what comes to American
0: minds. Right. Uh well, let's talk about Totoro a bit. So this first meeting, Mei encounters Totoro, goes to the the camp for Tree, and Totoro is sleeping there on the ground, and she sort of crawls on top of him and wakes him up. How
1: much would you pay to climb on top of a Totoro and take a nap?
0: Ooh. Maybe an embarrassing amount of money. Regardless of the alarmingly large mouth Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right in front of you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and that's one of Totoro's key traits is that he is large. I know you had some thoughts about that, Hannah, as we were uh, watching. Just that usually cute things are small. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like that he's adorable in this just like, like, like big cuddly teddy bear in the greatest way. Like, he's adorable, but also feels like a safe protector mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's so large and obviously does save and protect them in so many regards but mm-hmm. it's kind of like an andre the giant you know he just yeah. like seems like a big protector
2: because you've got you've got the little ones to relate to if you yeah. need, if you need small stuff yes. you've got the little white one and the little mm-hmm. totoroid one yeah and then the yeah. enormous and totoro. big
1: papa totoro What i thought was interesting is um and i don't know if this is just animation style but totoro's mm-hmm. big big smile and the cat bus's big smile kind of scary
3: yeah. like those are the only mm-hmm. parts where
1: i'm just like i'm not scared but this is a little frightening it's a and large I, mouth it's a large mm-hmm. mouth and it's like it's all teeth like it's not mm-hmm. like a it's not like That's um true. classic anime like cute cute sailor moon type of smiling it's like big teeth smile that could eat me but somehow it's not mm-hmm. off-putting or scary it's just like goofy i don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what the
2: and that the cat bus makes these sort of ominous cat noises in the background that are like why are you making that noise and he's yeah
1: like, or you um, are the cat bus's claws are very prominent yeah on, yes. it's like Ours, 12 yeah when he pulls
2: That's, up beside her at the at the bus stop and mm-hmm. she looks down and he's scratching his leg with these like six inch claws yeah yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. there's that is true but then he that uses the, the, t- the claws and just to pinch the little present of acorns yes. for them little teeny <laughs> tiny hands like i think i think it was really just that something so large and and like you said you're so presented with the things about it that could make mm-hmm. it a predator but you also can't help but like, like yeah i understand how they trust him like i understand mm-hmm. how he's a safe person or a safe thing for them and,
2: and why he's so upset excited about the ranger basically mm-hmm. she, she he's he's getting rained on he, he has just a leaf over it and they're carrying their umbrella and their father's umbrella and she mm-hmm. loans her father's umbrella to the totoro and he puts it on his head over his head
3: mm-hmm.
2: and raindrops drip onto it from the tree but if you see you realize that he's got it on his head and it's pressed against one of his ears <laughs> so it's become this big membrane against his ears and the raindrop falls and his eyes open And he's like, oh, what is this? That's why he jumps up and down and causes all the rain to fall and then just roars because he's getting (laughs) such amount of stimulus from this ear extender.
1: This little joy. But it's not scary. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, when I was a kid and watched this, did I ever get scared? Do you remember? It it didn't take a lot to scare me as a kid. So (laughs) you would remember, but...
0: It's a benign movie. Yeah. So So at what age do you think Hannah was when you showed this to her. Ooh.
1: Okay, so it just yeah. our
0: children, I don't think could they—they're not old enough. Not ready, to no. like, I, I thought think, about that, yeah, but not yeah.
3: ready.
1: I think they're yeah. also both. I mean, animated shows now—the animation mm-hmm. style—it's just—it's like I just think like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's full yeah, of yeah. songs. It's full of content. It's full of bright colors, and so something like this. I don't know if they could, like, not say they were bored by it till they're like yeah. seven. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if we hype it up a lot and make a big to do about it, if there was like a Totoro <laughs> book, I could read them to get it the, going.
2: To get to the point where they're moving into chapter books. Right.
1: Right. Without
2: pictures all the time.
1: Uh, yeah. Maybe. And to yeah. the point where they know that they're really just humoring us by <laughs> letting us make them watch it. Like, okay, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. I think that Kiki's Delivery Service, which I don't even yeah. haven't seen yet, Brian, yes. would be an easier way to start. Mm-hmm. Um because the kitty cat she has and and, the, and the, the sweet near like you know, her mm-hmm. voice is so charming, like I said there's a lot more going on. Um, yes. I don't think that they would be scared by this at all, but I just don't no. think I think they would be zoning out or having a
2: story Agreed. right yeah, because like I said, it's a movie in which nothing happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I think our eight year old niece could watch it and enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. almost eight year old but yeah
0: so. I like I liked several of the choices here where it's like I could see how and I got a little worried that it was going in this direction, particularly with the like no one believes May stuff. Yeah. I was a little worried that it was gonna go in a direction where like for most of the movie, May is the only one who encounters Totoro and no one believes her it's that like... she's seeing. And that I think is a much worse movie um, and a movie that I've seen several times. Invaders too. from Mars. Yeah. Is that... yeah. So, yeah. but the, and the father is key to this, where when she can't find her way back to Totoro, he instantly believes her and um, gives her sort of credibility, and I think it's 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 really interesting. Um, I was doing some reading about this movie's relation to the Shinto religion, which mm-hmm. is traditional in Japan. Um, actually, perhaps their largest religion, and then Buddhism would be second, from what I've what I've read. So I am a little out of my depth, and Jim is very well read on <laughs> our on eastern many religion, of these things so uh, yeah we so brought right our eastern religion. Yeah. Yeah. the
2: rope around the tree is the main thing is yeah. just established as a shinto shrine and this there's one point at the bus stop there's a shrine mm-hmm. in the woods right away stop yes. yes. that may kind of goes out and looks at and it's mm-hmm. like backing away from yeah. there's one point where they're they're where they're in the rain coming mm-hmm. back from school and getting wet and they've stopped at a shrine which of course has a roof over it right from the yeah. elements and she addresses the statue in the shrine saying you know we sit here for a while and get mm-hmm. out of the rain thank mm-hmm. you very much
1: yeah
2: and it's, it's this yeah. this animistic yeah sense which is what of course totoro is like a nature
0: spirit yeah, yeah. kami I think they're called yes is what I kind I of believe of that yes yes
1: well I thought was what you said, kind of about the father and how he doesn't dismiss May yeah. and what she says. My first thought was, I'm going to walk that away. I think for yeah. so much, and you know, you want to teach your children like truth and fact. And there's no harm in like mm-hmm. believing in something magical, I think, for a bit. And so that he doesn't like tell her it's real, tell her it's fake. Mm-hmm. But just kind of like encourages her in this thing that she's excited about. I thought was a yeah. really, really gentle way of, of mm-hmm. treating this mm-hmm. child. I mean, she's four. Yeah, like
2: he separates the moments. He says, "Well, yeah. Totoro wanted you to see him then, and this is a different time. And right now, he doesn't want you to see
1: him." Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah, I feel like I do that, like you know, daylight like savings. Like right? explaining things. Like sometimes I make it a little mystical and magical for the just because I don't yeah. have the to explain yeah. it. But I think it's also like it's kind of there's nothing wrong with the child having an imaginary friend here, and like here. telling yeah. them that they sh- that the imaginary friend isn't real like yeah that might be true but it mm-hmm. just because it's true doesn't mean you're interesting like yeah. does it mean <laughs> does it mean that like it's what's best for them well
2: you, yes. you you don't live in reality you live in your perception of reality and if your mm-hmm. perception of reality includes an imaginary friend for you that's real that's
1: real and yeah. also you're four so like yeah, yeah. before it's okay we yeah. everything in this world makes us grow up so fast like mm-hmm. if you're gonna i want to keep childlike wonder for as long as humanly mm-hmm. possible yeah, you and can kids.
2: do worse than a total for an imaginary Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah i mean if the child is scared there's a monster in my closet like yeah that's a different story um mm-hmm. i might say that's an american movie yeah there mm-hmm. you go yeah. there's a there's a you just mentioned the grudge makes me think of the <laughs> ring. There's a videotape that'll kill you. We should probably talk about that. Um, yes. Then the kids would be like, what's a videotape? What's a VCR?
0: Speaking of which, I have recently used a VCR. Fun <gasps> story. So you had
1: to go buy one.
0: Ooh. I had to go buy a VCR for $25 because there was a Robert Brisson film, which we've watched a man escape for this very podcast. But there was a Robert Brisson film, A Gentlewoman, that is only available in the US on VHS. I'm surprised and the Knox County Library ah, had it.
1: Yes. We've been using the library. Amazingly,
0: a lot. they were like, I didn't know we still had VHSs. And I said, this movie is only available on VHS, so thank you for keeping it around. So <laughs> other he had go. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful mm-hmm. selection of videos. It does. And yeah. it's free. Yeah.
1: I think probably every other Amazing. podcast, for like, don't sleep on well the library. Yeah.
0: I've heard other cities don't have as good libraries, so maybe we should uh, just be plugging the Knoxville Library. But I'm oh, well, very Now you impressive. guys know where we live. Yeah. And even if, I know, ours I has, I like, 50,000 movies, which is incredible, but even if they don't have that many movies, they've still probably got some some mm-hmm. good stuff to check out, I would yeah. guess.
1: Well, yeah. remember, you were like, I need to buy all these DVDs, I'm like, bit. yeah, hold on, hold mm-hmm. on, because I remember getting movies from the library, I remember getting CDs from the library, bringing mm-hmm. them home, and burning them onto the computer when oh, I was, like, 12, you know, like, I, yeah. which I think isn't legal, but... <laughs> Whatever. I think the well, statute of limitations has probably ended on that one. Yeah. Um, don't come after me. I don't have enough money to make it worth your while. Um, yeah. Library, man. So yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. So we've, <laughs> we we've mentioned
0: <laughs> this uh, Totoro meeting at the train station and talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but there are a couple aspects because it's maybe the most iconic scene in the movie. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, so, They are waiting at the train station for just at a a a bus stop, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, right. The father who will have
2: caught the train from wherever the heck it is that he works and then taken Mm -hmm. the bus from the train station to this totally remote out in the woods bus stop, which has an electric
0: light. Mm, Yeah, again, Mm. the the time and technology. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Electricity, imagine that.
0: Yeah, so they're waiting. The first bus comes. Their father is not on it. They continue waiting, and there's a little bit of like angst and anxiety, which sets the stage for this. I don't know if it's a zoom out or a cut to just a larger shot of their standing next to... Totoro who is you haven't really seen him standing up yet and he is just giant
2: she's she's picked up may and put him on her put her on her shoulders because she's falling asleep so Mm -hmm. the little sister was sleeping on her back and she hears footsteps and it's raining she's got the umbrella Mm -hmm. over her head and she looks over the edge of the umbrella and Mm -hmm. the first thing you see is one of Totoro's feet Um, (laughs) into the dirt beside her and then she scoots up the umbrella a little bit and sees him scratching his thigh with those aforementioned, you yeah. know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then scoots it up farther. And there he is with the leaf on his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I
1: think is really special about this scene is first of all, you see Satsuki be just a phenomenal big sister. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she's getting anxious. She's doing everything she can to not project that onto May or not, lo- not letting May know, because Satsuki is the protector in the yeah. situation. Because
2: her father should have been Because her the father should bus. have been on
1: the last bus. And so she's trying to keep Mei obviously physically safe, emotionally safe, ends up taking care of her and putting her on her back. And that Satsuki gets to experience Totoro by herself. Like Mei's obviously yeah. there, mm-hmm. but it's not Mei saying, sissy, sissy, look. It's Satsuki then is in a point where she's, getting scared, getting a little lost, and then this Totoro comes. And it's it's this moment of relief for her. It's a moment of like joy. It's a moment where she gets to step back from being the mom-like figure and gets to be a child again. Yeah. Um. And I think that that's just so powerful for her. And it's something that Totoro, I think, I mean, again, I don't know a lot of the lore about it, but it seems mm-hmm. to me that he presents himself to those who, are, who have a good heart, which both these girls do, and maybe presents himself at a time where he he needs the person who wants to believe in him needs to believe in him the most maybe so it's just I I love that
2: it's like he's huge and claws and stuff but he's just I mean he has got a leaf on his head yeah Yeah. it's so (laughs) darling standing there just being dope dope, just being completely
0: innocuous yeah Yeah. a little bit dopey Yeah. yeah Yeah. And uh, waiting for the bus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Waiting for his cat bus, which apparently comes to the normal bus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And it, it's very, you know, it's the cat bus itself is very goofy Mm -hmm. and, oh, you know, iconic. It's, Uh it's really wonderful. Um, And this movie is just so charming and, sentimental without being sappy yeah and yeah it's just so good in those little moments like this yeah I love it
2: and it's just a whole series of, of small moments we've said that mm-hmm. the, yeah. the the only the only conflict going on in this movie yeah. is when May eventually goes to try to, to see mm-hmm. her mother at the hospital and gets lost mm-hmm. Yeah. so the kid is lost oh no yeah but may is we see occasionally we see her we see that she's okay right she's you know sitting by the side of the bus with an ear of corn in her hands yeah (laughs) the corn the corn
1: the corn is the sweetest thing in the world just because kids will do that they'll just like Mm -hmm. fixate on this thing and i need
0: to bring my mother some corn so that she feels
1: better yeah yeah and it's just like oh you know granny said that the good food will be will keep her healthy like it's just this like very like clear it makes so much sense and the determination and just like how just the way she hugs it and holds it with Uh the little like Mm -hmm. feather things or whatever that brown stuff is just like silk thank you Mm -hmm. just like hanging off the side i mean yeah i think i like too that we we as the audience know that may is safe yeah like we and we as the audience don't need we're not anxious we're just mm-hmm. witnessing the story, which was feels intentional. This like you said, it's not mm-hmm. about intense conflict, intense things happening. It's about us just kind of watching what mm-hmm. happens from more of an omniscient perspective.
2: In a way, again, that without exposition in mm-hmm. the background casually. That whole situation was set up to be believable, as you said. Yeah, granny yeah. said, "Well, this good food will make your mother feel better," mm-hmm. and then mother has a so what they think is a relapse, but actually she's just got a cold. Yeah, you yeah, you know, and so that was set up as well, and it's just perfectly believable that it ends up with this lost little girl sitting on a fence holding yeah. an ear
0: of corn. Yeah, mm-hmm. an <laughs> mm-hmm. ear of
1: corn. It's so cute. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the mother in the hospital. I thought this is this for me added a layer of emotional depth to yes. the movie that really heightens the movie in some ways and yet still allows it to the way that this movie is accessible to both children and adults mm-hmm. Um is, you know, something that Pixar has been known for. But Pixar can be more, like, traumatic with some of their... um, We all
1: wept in Toy Story 3.
0: Yeah. You know, we all wept. Toy Story 3, Finding Nemo is Um, traumatic. The the Lion
1: King where Mufasa Mm -hmm. dies. Like, really, and in a way, you know, it's funny, like, thinking back, I wasn't traumatized as a child watching The Lion King. I Mm -hmm. knew it was sad. As an adult, though, I'm like, why was a child allowed to watch this? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. obviously, its I mean, it's kind of violent, but it's not like it's just why would a child be allowed to be exposed to this? But then as a kid, you're like, eh, it's whatever.
2: Like the, until until you have the mother in the hospital, there's nothing wrong in this movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Mom, dad and the kids are moving into a new house and everything is just exciting and fine. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that the the resolution of the problem takes place actually after the movie's over. Mm -hmm. It takes place in the ending credits and the stuff that's going on in the background. You finally Mm -hmm. see pictures of mom at home or mom actually taking Mm -hmm. the corn. mom at home, mom playing with the kids Mm
3: -hmm. and that
2: life goes on in in the credits. Yeah. Which are a completely different style of animation
0: it's so interesting because like what you've been saying about the lack of conflict and really lack of exposition in the movie runs counter to what many people would think of as what you need to do to tell a good story.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, But it, um, it really works in here. It really works. It's, it's quite clever and, you know, a, lesser artist wouldn't have been able to pull it off right yeah most of my my really favorite
2: authors are those who are not afraid to not tell you what's going on yeah Yeah. you know there's this Mm -hmm. the story is going on and eventually somebody says something that
0: that reveals Mm -hmm. a detail that you go oh okay yeah Ah. and that type of art does something where It's more engaging because you're exercising your mind and your mind is filling in the gaps. When instead of the movie filling in the gaps, your mind is filling in the gaps. That just draws you in and almost makes you a part of the piece of art in a way yeah that's yeah. really neat I I mean, mean,
1: you you believe it more because you're creating part of the story exactly i mean yeah
2: total science fiction geek here is growing up <laughs> the, yep. the authors who did not describe the aliens in particular to what mm-hmm. they looked like let you fill in the details mm-hmm. to what they
0: said you know well you're uh, you're spoiling my 2001 a space odyssey pack for this episode yeah well, <laughs> never show the aliens. They never show the alien. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'll pretend I
1: didn't hear a thing. I think it's also but at the same time when you have not to make everything about Harry Potter, but J.K. Rowling is incredibly descriptive. And (laughs) I don't feel like that takes away. But I also feel like she has decided what she wants that world to look like. And if she's knows exactly the hair color and the body type (laughs) and the things, she better describe it well, which she does. (laughs) But it is it is nice to kind of be able to fill in the gaps yourself with mm-hmm. something brian yeah. immediately will mm-hmm. remark on is if mm-hmm. there's bad expository dialogue yeah yes and he'll be like well that was really helpful yeah. thanks for describing that now i know mm-hmm. why we're all here today <laughs> yeah
0: Yep. bringing the scientists to explain. Yeah, I'm, I'm the expository dialogue. Police uh, he, I don't know if you listen to our
1: Psycho episode, but he really the gets mad at the end of Psycho with yeah. the psychiatrist. Oh, yeah, yeah. the well,
0: it was because I yeah. just saw that. Yeah. We don't need to talk about Psycho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome. getting mad about it again.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, A couple odds and ends here. Can we talk about the music and the sound effects of this so movie? So good.
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about Excellent. it with the cat bus when okay, it uh... the door and the way it, the way it meows in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, so good.
0: Some really like prominent sound effect, like soundboard-ish sound effects, but that work in this world mm-hmm. I think quite well, where you know, real life doesn't sound that way, yeah. but uh, an animated Japanese movie <laughs> might you know.
1: I mean, you've never heard a cat Catfest before. You don't
0: know. <laughs> this is true. Uh, how about the music in this as well? That was really, really? beautiful.
1: Yeah. But again, I wonder if it was the original music.
2: It was released as a soundtrack album like, in mm-hmm. Japan, I
1: think. Oh, well, there we go. Early on, we can, we'll go we and listen that somewhere. to it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I believe it was the original music, which I'm grateful for. I did get worried when we saw the credits of Dakota and Elle Fanning like, is this as close to the original as possible? Because, you know, is this the original animation? Is this a remake? Like, what are we watching here? Well, they, re- they re-dubbed the yeah. voices. I mean,
2: you've yeah. got the Japanese version, of course, which yeah. is being sung in Japanese. So that's, mm-hmm. never hearing that. Yeah. But the, uh, they I think they did re-re... Actually, I don't know if they re-recorded the songs for the mm-hmm. Disney version or not. But it's mm-hmm. like, in, I have and I've been singing it since I've watched the movie a couple of times recently that yeah. A Magical Adventure for you just in my, is in my head constantly Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. alright well Such do we have name. any final thoughts on this film
1: I just want to encourage everyone to see it yes. I think if you're just I, you know like comfort mm-hmm. foods and comfort cozy clothing and it's just, I feel like watching this movie is like being wrapped in a warm hug. And I just want to mm-hmm. eat a Doritos Locos taco and put on cozy socks. That's my exactly. favorite food. Uh, or a big box of Cheez-Its. And be warm by a fire with my dogs and mm-hmm. you, Brian, I guess. Yes. And, just, <laughs> and you <I> guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and watch the dogs this movie. didn't get I guess. I got I guess.
1: <laughs> it's, fair, it's only one dog I would really want to be there. The other one would probably be too annoying. But mm-hmm. I love him. Anyway, it,
0: no,
2: that and it, that it is a, a nostalgic glimpse into a different culture, right? And so that there are yeah. things that are, you know, unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love the children's automatic reaction to something scary being to try to scare that thing away. Yeah. I know it's like that's a good thing to teach your kids. I think
1: mm-hmm. that's a good thing to teach myself. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I think yeah.
0: That's been That's one really of the coolest point. things about the sight and sound list to me is experiencing what some of those other cultures have to yeah. offer. And, you know, there, there are a lot of like French movies on the list, but we also just watched a Thai movie, which is very different. And very I'll probably never watch it again, but yeah,
1: I'm I think sure Thailand has other wonderful it, things to offer. And a lot
2: of that other culture stuff that you, you get, you get through. background details yeah small Mm -hmm. things that may not even be worth mentioning to the people that were making the movie right but are there for you to see to go huh yeah and since this movie is almost entirely built of that kind of moment yeah where it's Uh quiet and there's nothing going on and the background shines through it's it's great for that that's so great go
1: see this movie everybody don't don't, go see it yeah just go see it and by go see it i mean be home and watch it on max because yeah that's where it's available or go to japan
0: yeah, they are doing some re-releases of Studio Ghibli stuff in theaters uh, this summer. I think Fathom Events is doing some stuff, so mm-hmm. it might be, uh, might be available in a theater near you. And
1: until this but, podcast, I thought it was Ghibli. It is, I think. Oh, is it oh,
0: Ghibli? Is it? I, I might be wrong. Yeah, uh, very yeah. possible.
1: It's okay, what was the other word you said wrong the other day? Uh, machismo.
0: Machismo. Machismo. I was saying machismo. <laughs> If yeah. it Am I honestly, if it Gets the point across.
1: And yeah. like, I'm okay with you pronouncing that word wrong, but you yeah. don't even know how to pronounce it.
0: <laughs> what does that say about me? Yeah. Says
1: you're so far Good from, yeah. or no, yeah, no sure. one's ever accused you of it. So I, mm.
0: I stumbled across a statement that there is
2: actually a se- a short sequel to Tutorial.
0: I did as well.
2: Yeah, I've never yeah. never heard that before, and I want to see it.
1: I guarantee it's not in oh, English. No
0: yeah 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 we might it, it might be uh sometimes you can find uh stuff on youtube or yeah might be available somewhere yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i haven't started looking yet
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: See, I'm over here on Etsy just trying to find a Totoro sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been doing this entire podcast. I'm really good it's at great. multitasking. Uh, D- that, yeah. Than, uh, well, yeah, than Brian I. and I show up yeah. to my parents' house to record this, and my dad's wearing a Totoro shirt, and I'm like, why so don't wonderful. I have one? Uh, yeah. So now I need one. Um, anyway, guys, this has been wonderful. Dad, Jim Myers.
2: Mm-hmm. It is there, a joy and a pleasure. Is there anything mm-hmm. you'd
1: like to say about yourself or share about your life? or? No no go
2: see this go see kiki go see princess mononoke
1: any yes. any non uh miyazaki films you like to to say to go see
2: <sighs> stranger than paradise i knew
1: you were going to say that <laughs> and what's funny is I didn't prep you at all but i knew you were going to say that also uh, i've never but, seen it have you seen have i seen it stranger i don't think
2: it? so i don't know if i could ever get you to watch. i think are i always know? get
1: stranger than paradise and dr strange love
2: kind are rather different movies both worth watching are
1: they both black and white jim yes. jarmusch.
0: i've yes. been told that i need to watch some jim jarmusch so yeah okay. it's, it's going
1: on the list so when we're done with these um the next year and a half of recording podcasts <laughs> we'll do yes. another rewatch of stranger than paradise and we'll have you on
0: okay wonderful
1: um okay so that has been again my neighbor totoro hayao miyazaki available mm-hmm. on hbo max go watch it show your kids maybe mm-hmm. If they won't get bored. Brian, tell me about your 2001 Space Odyssey fact.
0: They never showed the aliens in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. And that was originally Carl Sagan's idea. Well, that's fun. <laughs> they had dinner. Uh, both Arthur C. Clarke and Stanley Kubrick had dinner with Carl Sagan. And it was his idea. And Kubrick tried to design aliens, but failed and ended up with going with uh, Sagan's suggestion.
1: So. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's the big thing is like... Yeah, because in your head it's scary. I mean, it's kind of like in Jaws when the shark kept malfunctioning, so they just used yeah. the 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 oil can mm-hmm. or trash can or whatever that was somehow attached to the shark. Just that was yeah. there, and and just the idea of its presence yeah. is scarier than actually seeing this animatronic mm-hmm. shark, where you can see the red light and its. There. Anyway, and that's
2: what scared all of America was the idea
0: of the shark. Yes. Yeah. Same thing we were talking about of letting your mind be engaged in the thing. Your Mm -hmm. mind is creating the shark rather than.
1: Yeah, my mind is scary. You don't want to get in here.
2: No. Can I interject for yep. 2001 fact? Oh, I love it. I, I saw it in
0: the theaters in mm. Fort Lauderdale when it first came out. The first time I saw it was also in the theaters. I got to see a midnight showing ah. amazing movie in the theaters. As I was yeah. and I was
2: trying to get out of the theater through a door that was, that was not opening for me. Mm. I was accosted by a little old lady who demanded that I tell her what that that, that movie <laughs> <was> about, <laughs> and i came up with something i don't know what i remember what i said exactly but uh i, I don't think she was satisfied yeah mm.
1: yeah that's yeah. really funny yeah hey you you're yeah. young Can yeah you exactly a you're yeah. a kid
2: what
0: is that what is that about <laughs> oh
1: my goodness so good we've All been right.
0: told that we need to read the book so yeah yeah
1: have you read the book do you have the book is surely the, you've got it right here somewhere the,
2: does the book exist before the movie or is it a novelization Developed of Developed concurrently
0: the with the movie. Um, yeah, So Arthur C. Clarke writes the book while he is helping with okay, the screenplay. To me, basically. that's a novelization of a movie rather Might than be. a novel yeah. that the movie is based
2: yeah. on it. So it's like I kind of yeah.
1: discount that. Oh, yeah. oh, we discounted, do we? <laughs>
2: Don't write the book first, it doesn't count. It doesn't All count, right. well,
1: there you go. Um, just while I'm still browsing through Etsy, you can get a figurine of the cat bus.
0: Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm Only not- one available. Yeah. You might have to go do this right now before the podcast release and our audience scrambles it's to even, find it. It's
1: even got the little rats up top.
0: <laughs> you love the rats. Do you? The you rat know, lights, The yeah. rat
1: lights, so funny. I don't, these yeah. don't look like they light up but i mean this is a toy that we would buy our kids He <laughs> uh,
2: 12 legs wonderful. i finally had to stop the video to count mm.
0: because it's hard to tell when he's moving
1: yeah because well, he's got the the two front and yeah. the two back and then the four wiggly ones
0: uh-huh. we do not have a cat bus line item in our budget
1: unfortunately. yeah honestly yeah. we should have done this before we reset our budget this yeah. month anyway yeah. y'all next month week we are going to be watching through a movie called The 400 Blows.
0: Our first French New Wave. I'm amazed it's taken this long to get to one. But I,
1: I was going to say, never heard of here. it. Don't know what language it's in. Don't know when it's from. It's from the French New Wave. So what, the 60s, 70s? Uh, 59. 59. Yes. Okay. So this movie is available on Max, Criterion Channel and Canopy. That's Canopy with a K.
0: Yes. And that's the one that's free with a library card. So
1: mm, check love out a Canopy. library card
0: it's uh it's great if you are on a budget yes sure. yeah. all right Almost. well thanks so much for joining us Jim. it's a pleasure to have you on a pleasure to get you. your wisdom about Chitaro. um and we'll talk to you all soon yeah
1: love y'all see you next week bye <laughs>